this practice period, I'll offer some instruction for loving kindness, for metta practice. But first I'll, I'll just take a bit of time to share with you some reflections about loving kindness practice because some of you are fairly new to metta practice. This path that we're practicing, this path of awakening, is often said to be like a, a great bird, a great bird with two wings. One wing being the wing of wisdom, the wing that we especially develop through the Vipassana practice. And the other wing being the wing of love, the wing of the heart that we especially develop through the heart practices, one of which is metta, and that both wings need to be developed really in equal measure for that bird to take flight or for our practice to fully mature. Of course, the wings aren't separate. They're the same bird. They saw the same path. You know, in this word, loving kindness, there's many different ways to translate the word, the word metta. Metta is an attitude of friendliness, of benevolence, of care, of receptive non-hatred. You know how it is when you sit and you spend time with someone who meets you with those qualities, who meets you with the spirit of, you know, you can just be who you are, you know, who, who has a sense of kindness about them, is a sense of, all oh, right, I can really uh, show up as I am. And it's, it's such a great gift to cultivate um, goodwill in our hearts because it really... It really creates a a more connected way of being together, a more connected way of living. So metta practice doesn't mean you need to have some big emotional experience of of love. Love can be a loaded word. There's many different kinds of of love. But in the practice, we are, you know, we are planting the seeds that can give rise just to an attitude, an attitude of non-hatred, an attitude of care. You know, in some ways, metta is always the answer. You know, where isn't kindness the answer, really? And I, I consider, you know, for every living being, every living being, if you have the the option to suffer or to be happy. And pretty much every living being wants to be happy. You know, so in some ways, practicing loving kindness is just a way of connecting this, this nature of the human heart, not just the human heart, but really the heart of sentient beings that we all share, our, our deep wish to be happy, to be met through the eyes of kindness, through the eyes of care. <laughs> One translation I came across some time ago of metta uh, is that it's from the the word maitri, 
and that a direct translation of the word maitri, M-A-I-T-R-I, is to grow fat with kindness. So that's what we get to do. We get to grow fat with kindness. And there's so many different ways to practice metta. It's really really a boundless, um, a boundless quality, a, a, a heart that um, isn't clouded by all of the places where we get hung up in our practice, all the places we, we separate out or we're entrenched in wrong view. You know, a heart that isn't clouded by the kalesas is a natural heart of kindness. You know, and then just um, as we practice, the, the practice is really over time to let go of our favorites. You know, some beings or groups of beings, it's really easy to practice kindness for. Some groups of beings, not so easy at all. So as, as in time, as the practice grows and develops, we really bring forth a, a boundless dimension. It points toward the boundlessness of awareness and the kind of warmth that can suffuse and permeate our hearts, that can suffuse and permeate any moment of awareness. It takes a lot of metta just to be here and do this retreat, doesn't it? You know, oftentimes there can be a sense that the places, some of the places that cause us the most pain, the places where we really get tangled up, you know, self-judgment, we've been talking a lot about self-judgment, self-judgment, regret, um, ideas that the retreat should be going differently, or places where, where you may feel deficient in some kind of a way. It's difficult to really investigate what's happening if we are in aversion to what's happening all the time. Because you know, we're, we're con- if we're in contention with our experience all the time, it's really hard to know it fully. So metta is really some of what can begin to just soften the ground of the heart so that we can begin to actually explore the mind states that um, bring tension, that bring stress, that bring suffering. So metta is a, it's, it's a practice on its own, but it's also a deep support for the practice of vipassana, to meet what is happening with a spirit, not just of curiosity and presence, but also with, with care, with warmth. Metta is taught as an antidote to fear. Every person in this room knows the experience of fear. And so we all, we all uh, need metta in a certain way. And we speak about cultivating metta, generating metta. But really, when you're not confused, <laughs> when you're not caught up with all of the, you know, interpretations and this and that, uh, the heart... Met is just what's here. So we're not adding anything as much as we are um, softening the hard edges. Another, another word metta, another root of the word metta can be translated as gentle rain. I think about um, 
the red rock country not far from where I live. And, and when there's these gent- gentle rains through the desert, you know, over time that rain just softens and shapes any hard edges. It, it really does the same for us on the inside. The, the places where we get braced or, or separate, it just begins to melt some. I spent a year, many years ago, where my primary practice was just doing loving kindness for myself because uh, I needed it, really. I spent a whole year doing metta for myself and it completely changed my life, completely changed, really, my attitude toward myself. And then from that, you know, my attitude toward, uh, really, toward, toward all beings, toward toward and many, many forms of life. So we'll offer just an introduction, um, an introduction here this afternoon. And if you are wanting to bring in the metta practice within the rest of the retreat, it's important to you know, kind of bracket it. <laughs> it doesn't work so well that when the Vipassana practice gets a little dull, I'm just going to shift to metta. It, does, it doesn't work <laughs> because you don't dig a deep well. If you are wanting to, if you're, if you're drawn to explore the metta practice and the rest of the retreat, you know, maybe you start out a sitting with five or ten min- minutes of metta and then shift to the Vipassana but don't, don't mix it up over and over again. Or it might just be that if you're you know, practicing and there's some emotion that's present, and the, the, the metta practice might just be a simple wish, you know, in, in the presence of this grief, may I be well. In the presence of this tension, may I be well. Just an attitude of care. So for this practice, it's especially helpful for the body to be just as comfortable as possible. So for this practice period, if you're sitting uh, with, with a fair bit of discomfort and you'd like to lie down, you're welcome to lie down in the hall. So if you'd like to do that, please do that now. As you begin to settle into your posture, even the way we sit can be an expression of care for ourselves. So check in with your posture. Is there, are there any adjustments in this moment that would, would be an act of care of gentleness toward yourself, toward your body. And take some moments to settle into your sitting or laying down posture.
sensing the the support of the magnificent earth energy beneath you that holds you. And for this practice period, let the attention dwell in your heart center, in the center of your chest. Place where we tend to feel a lot of emotion, a place of real responsiveness in the body. If it's difficult to sense into this area, you might just place a hand over your heart center. Letting the breath pass through the heart center like a soft silk ribbon. Sense this part of the body in all directions, not just the front and the back. But in a three-dimensional way. You might be aware of the state of your heart here this afternoon. Sometimes it's helpful to imagine the glow of a small flame within the heart center, the kind of flame that would be like a a wick of a candle behind rice paper, just a very gentle, warm glow. might imagine as if that glow could be nourished a bit with the in-breath. And that glow might radiate just a bit more on the out-breath. the glow of your raw human heart.
and keeping the attention in the heart center, I invite you to gently bring to mind some being in your life who has been kind to you. Some being who you find quite easy to care for. This could be a grandparent or a mentor. This could be someone who on some level sees you, gets you. could even be your German shepherd or your cat. Doesn't necessarily have to be a human being. For some of you, it could be a being really who you haven't met, but who represents or holds this energy for you someone like the Dalai Lama or Deepama. But choose one being and begin to bring in, begin to bring near the image of this being as if they were sitting across from you. Let yourself see their face. How their face looks when they're at ease or content. You might notice what begins to happen in you as you come into presence with this dear one. There's no need to make anything happen. Simply sensing your natural connection. How it is to be in the presence of this being who knows your goodness, maybe even more than you know your goodness. They know your goodness. This being who cares to know you, cares to understand you, to laugh at your jokes. Who supports you without you having to work hard to make that happen. And from your heart center, silently, if you wish, you might with me offer them 
these, these words as expressions of your well-wishing. Wishing, may you be safe and protected. From inner and outer harm. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong as much as possible in your body. And may you be at ease within the conditions of your life. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy (coughs) and peaceful. I wish it for you. May you be healthy and strong. May you be at ease. And you might continue with one of these phrases or even just the words safe, happy, healthy and ease. Or perhaps you are sensing a quality of warmth, a quality of natural goodwill that arises as you are here in presence with this being. And if you're not feeling much, it's no problem. The practice (laughs) is just in these offerings, these, these phrases that are offerings of, of your intention. That's enough. Connecting with your heart center and the image of this dear being. And offering your wishes of care, of warmth.
And now I invite you to let go of the phrases. Let go of active well-wishing for this being. And now take a moment to imagine as if you could put your awareness behind the eyes of this dear one. As if you could sit across from yourself and receive yourself through the eyes of this being. Take a few moments to let yourself in through these eyes of goodness, soft eyes of care. Eyes that know that you generally try to do what's right. that appreciate how your heart knows great love and great loss. Seeing yourself and all the reasons why this being would want to know you. taking in your goodness from their view. And now we'll begin offering the well wishes to yourself, just as worthy of kindness as the person who you've been sitting across from. Feeling that glowing ember in your heart center. Now for you. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be healthy and strong as much as possible within this body. May I be happy and peaceful. And may I be at ease 
within the conditions of my life. Safe. Happy. Healthy. And ease. If any tension or contraction rises up, it's a natural part of the practice. This too. May this too be held in the great heart of loving kindness. With each phrase, splashing yourself with the fragrance of goodwill, of benevolence.
And for the remainder of this period of meditation, you may continue with metta for yourself, very good practice. Or if you wish, you may return to vipassana and mindfulness of breathing.
before you hear the sound of the bell, I'll leave you with a few words from Hafez, the great Persian poet. It's called Admit Something. Admit something. Everyone you see, you say to them, love me. Of course, you do not do this out loud, otherwise someone would call the cops. Still though, think about this, this great pull in us to connect. Why not become the one who lives with a full moon in each eye that is always saying with that sweet moon language what every other eye in this world is dying to hear? (laughs) 